Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is David Dewar. He is a public speaking expert. He has over 25 years experience empowering speakers, trainers, and educators to engage from every stage. And uh, he is also a facilitation expert. I want to mention that as well. David, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Amy. I've such a pleasure to be here. I've been following you for quite some time, and I am so excited to be a guest on your podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for for coming on today. I'm excited for our topic. Can you share a little bit of your journey of becoming a speaking expert? And where did you start and what led you to where you are today? Well, that's a great question. It's been quite a journey to get to where I am today. I started this journey growing up Long Island, New York. I joined the Air Force a year after high school. And before I went in the Air Force, I always had a fascination with radio broadcasting. And I was hoping at some point down the road, I'd be able to get into radio. But I joined the Air Force, was active duty for 10 years, was then in the reserves for 18 years. And I guess about at that eight-year mark when I was active duty, radio broadcasting fell into my lap. I started working weekends at a radio station on Guam and that's why I came off active duty to pursue that full time. But to make a long story short, where I started my career with helping folks with public speaking skills and so on, the reserves, Air Force Reserves invited me to be a trainer in 1995. That's what got me here to Atlanta. And that's where I started learning the craft of training and development and being up in front of an audience. I mentioned the radio broadcasting because That certainly was something to have in my hip pocket when it came time to be up in front of people on a regular basis. I did theater as well. But that's where it all started, the journey, how to engage an audience, how to write training, how to deliver training. And I just found that this was the career field for me, and I loved it. So let me ask you this. When do you think the transition came where you decided that this is something that you really love to do? I'm curious because so many people are afraid of public speaking, right? Including myself. I grew up as a kid, very shy. Today, when I talk to, because of Facebook, I've been able to be in touch with people that I went to high school with and graduated high school with. And many of them said, I didn't even know you could talk because I was so quiet. And even in my own family, I was afraid to talk. But I found myself in career fields like radio broadcasting, on stage as an actor in community theater, invited to be an instructor and being up in front of people. So I had to learn how to work through that anxiety. When did it all change and make that transition into it? Partly because of my pocketbook. I found a lot of the fame in radio, but none of the fortune. I was working as a an airborne traffic reporter in Houston, Texas, when my reserve unit invited me to be an instructor. And I said, yes for a lot of reasons, one, financial, and number two, I I was looking for a change at that point. I didn't know what it was, but I was thinking public speaking in the back of my mind, and this opportunity arose, and I just jumped on it. It's amazing. So what do you think are your best tips to connect with an audience? 
Oh, great question. I always talk about three tips to, to connect with an audience. I've had an opportunity to evaluate a ton of people over the years, especially at networking events with business owners who are giving their networking presentation. It always comes up with these three things. Number one is to know your audience. How many times have you been a participant at a networking event or in the audience listening to a speaker and the content is just not relevant to you at all? And that just goes right over your head. So you have to know your audience and be able to craft your speech or your presentation so it is relevant to your audience. So know your audience. Number two is to incorporate stories. We love to hear relevant stories. We love to have the, it's the theater of the mind, crafting a story that is relatable to your audience where they now can see it in their mind and experience it and get emotionally connected to it. So it's more than just a, a basic story. There needs to be the color around it, the smells, the emotion that the speaker felt. So know your audience, have stories. And number three is to have a compelling conclusion. This is the piece that people miss the most, that they just get to a point in their presentation and say, okay, that's it. Have a nice day. They just walk off stage. You got to have a conclusion, which could include a review of what we've talked about and some sort of call to action. Yeah, I really like that. And it's easy to like you said, write down, okay, these are all the points I'm going to make, but then what's the transition, mm -hmm. right? You mm -hmm. don't just be like, hey, here, here's the mic. Exactly. And I've seen that. Exactly. So if there's somebody that has a speaking engagement and they've experienced where nobody buys their products or services, maybe they've got a book or maybe they've got coaching programs or something that they offer, what's a great way to improve their speech so that they would get more people to opt in or buy their books or whatever it is that they have? That's another great question. So if I was working with that individual, the first question that I would ask that individual is, what is the objective? That when you get to the end of your presentation, what is it that you want people to know better, to do, or if they forget everything else about your presentation, what are three or four things that your audience must remember? So I would start with the objectives and I would keep digging and digging until we really hit those objectives. And the reason for that is that it's got to be, you've got to have a destination in mind with your presentation. But if someone just gets up and just starts talking, you can see the sign behind me, talking and telling ain't training or selling. So if somebody just gets up and just starts talking with no objective in mind, then the chances are that people are going to get bored and they're going to tune out. But if the if there is an objective, if it's relevant, if there's stories, and another key is what's called the WIFM. Have you ever heard the term WIFM? No. WIFM is W-I-F-M. What's in it for me? And if your audience doesn't understand what's in it for me, if they don't understand the value to listening, and if there isn't a compelling opening, and, and if there isn't something in here that shows me or motivates me 
to take that next step, then they're not going to take the next step. There's got to be the with them. The audience has to understand what's in it for me. What's the value? Why should I listen? Where are we going? What's the destination? What value does this presentation have? And I need more. I want more. So I want to run to the back of the room and buy the book because I need more. Yeah, that's really good. And I think that's a good tip even when you're making video content on social media because it's very easy just to turn on a camera and maybe do a live or whatever it may be. But how many know that if you've listened to some people, either they wait around and they're just staring at the camera, but not they don't have that opening of why people should be excited to listen, why they should care, what's in it for me, or they ramble for a really long time. <laughs> and I think exactly. that to your point that if you give that, if you like, okay, what's one hook or one one question or one line that I could state before I start speaking, then people are going to care and they're going to start to listen. But if you don't do that, then I, and I see a lot of people start with their title. I'm doctor. It's like, nobody, cares. that's not a, what's in it for me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And they'll talk about not only their title, but their education and where they've worked and who they've worked with and who they've slept with. What value does that have to me? What I like to see is that there is something you said was a compelling question up front or some sort of compelling, or do you struggle with this? Or do you struggle with that? Well, today, we're going to look at ways that you can work through that. Hi, my name is David Dorier. I'm a presentation skills expert. And today we're going to solve the problem of anxiety on the stage. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Do you have any tips for people that have the fear of speaking? And they're just not over hearing themselves speak, being in front of thousands of people. I'm flashing back in that situation and just completely your adrenaline is just like sky high, right? Yeah, I see the beads of sweat starting to where you're thinking <laughs> back on that. First of all, let me say this, that if you are nervous before giving a presentation or during a presentation, guess what? You're normal. Everybody gets nervous. The other thing to keep in mind, certainly there are some things, and I'll touch on those in a moment, that what you can do to work through it. But one big thing to keep in mind is that your audience wants you to be successful. There's usually only one person in that room that feels that the presentation is going to fail. Can you guess who that one person is in the room who thinks that the presentation is going to fail? The speaker. <laughs> the speaker. Exactly. Everybody else in the audience wants you to be successful. They've all come here today to want to learn more about you and your process or your you, what whatever you're selling. They want to learn about it. So the one person that feels it's going to fail is a speaker. So some things that you can do, certainly practice, 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 practice. And the, the other thing is to be able to do a good job of visualizing your presentation or what you're talking about in your head. You want to talk about things that you know very well. And the more that you know it, the more that you can see it and smell it and feel it and experience it in your own head. And the easier, easier it is, or the clearer you see it, the easier it is for you to paint that picture with words. Know that the audience wants you to be successful, knowing that being nervous is normal. There are some tricks to work through it. 
What I like to do is exercise beforehand, stretch. If it's a Zoom call here in the house, I'll use some light weights to stretch and to get my body warmed up. I should also say that being a speaker is not that much different than being an athlete or being a dancer or being a singer. A singer is using their voice and has having to warm up their voice and breathe properly. A dancer has to, like a ballerina, for example, they're able to project a story without saying anything on stage by just using their body language. A speaker has to use their body language properly. And then an athlete, we have to warm up our body similar to the way that an athlete, a professional athlete is not going to just walk out of their car and walk directly onto the field and play a football game. They're going to warm up beforehand. So we have to do the same thing as a speaker, warm up our body and get ready to get up there and perform. So what's the best way to prepare for a speech? Is there a specific format that's good to follow? That's a great question. First, what I said earlier about understanding your objectives of first clarifying what is the purpose of this speech? What is the purpose? What are the four things or three things, depending on the length of the presentation? What are the three things that I want people to remember most, the most important things, and then work backwards? The other is what I mentioned earlier is knowing your audience. What, who are the people that are going to be in the audience? Why is it important that they understand this information? Why do they want this information? Why is it important to them? And would be where I would start. And then for me, my personal format that I use when I create a speech, I write the whole thing out. I, and then I'll fine tune it just like writing a script. I write the whole thing out. Eventually, I get to the point where either I have no script in front of me or I'll use three by five cards with just the bullet points on them and speak about something that you know so you can see it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I think that's really good. So let's talk a little bit about the services that you provide and how you help people improve their speaking skills and get better prepared. How would you describe the different ways that you're able to help people? Well, that's a good question. So there's two buckets that I serve. The first bucket, and somebody said this to me earlier today, the like the BASF, the first bucket is with trainers. Now, trainers have their content already because it's been given to them by whoever they work for. And this is where the BASF, BAS, BASF, where the audio tapes, we don't make the music any better. We just make it easier or some something along those lines. But what I help the trainers to do is to understand the foundational skills of training, of facilitating. Many trainers end up in that position. They're subject matter experts. However, they haven't really worked on the foundational skills of facilitating or training, which will help them to connect to their audience. So bucket number one are the trainers. Bucket number two are the business owners, the individuals that want to craft or recraft their presentation. Maybe it's a workshop that they're creating. Maybe it is a, a speech that they're going to give at a conference or a speech that they're going to give at their networking event and or something similar to what you explained earlier was that person who's not getting the business in the back of the room. So let me take a look at your presentation. Let me give you an evaluation. 
being that third eye, looking from the outside, looking in, I guarantee that I'm going to see things that speaker doesn't see. I'm not saying that the speaker is not proficient, but I have a coach. There are so many things that I miss. I'm great at helping other people. I'm horrible at helping myself. So those two buckets, one is the speaker, the business owner, the keynote speaker, helping them to craft or recraft their message that is engaging and memorable and trainers that need to understand the craft of facilitating and engaging that adult learner. Can you share some of your success stories with us? Sure. I would say that many of my, there's two types of success stories. One is people that I've worked with that have been successful. One gentleman that I can think of, he was a marketing man or is a marketing manager at a large electronics firm here in the United States. And he was having a lot of anxiety because he was going to have to give a presentation at his company's annual conference. He needed help with crafting the speech as well as getting better at stage presence. And we worked together for nine weeks on this thing, and it turned out fantastic. Another gentleman that I recently worked with, he is paraplegic, an accident that he had in a work accident, and he's paralyzed from the waist down. He was invited to be a speaker at a safety conference. He's never spoken in front of groups of people before, and I helped him craft a speech, and he was very successful. And that's led into other speaking engagements that I will help him with. And my personal story would be, I'm a kid, shy, scared to death. How the heck did I end up in front of people? And now I am training people, and I'm just so excited about that. I love that. You and I talked about this prior that I had a communication disability for most of my life. I couldn't speak and I always wanted to, and I admired speakers. They would just fascinate me. And I'd have people that would give me opportunity, ask me to come say something up in front of the group. I didn't know anything and I was horrible, right? And, but I learned along the way and now that switch has flipped and I'm great at speaking, but it just goes to show you is that if you're dedicated, you can pretty much do anything. Exactly. So it's like riding a bicycle. It takes you a little while. You may fall down, get some bruised knees once in a while, but you just keep doing it. And I'll let you in on one other thing is that we are really good at beating ourselves up. Yeah. I've trained a lot of people in groups and I'll get the people up speaking as quickly as possible. And then I will ask them, how did you feel? And they'll say, oh, I felt so nervous and I felt this and I was sweating bullets in my arms. I felt like I was going to fly away, negative thing. And then I'll turn to the audience and say, did you see any of that? 9.9 .9 times out of 10, the audience didn't see any of it. And we come across a whole lot better than we expect. Yeah. Or than we think we do. Yeah. It's so true. So what do you think has been your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? My truth that has gotten me this far? That's a great question. I think it's just that, and if I understand the question correctly, it's that that I found my passion. And, and it was through my journey. I, I've had such a wild journey that has ended me 
where I'm at, joining the Air Force, getting into radio, doing theater, being invited to be a trainer, being the craft of writing training, delivering training, and then eventually training trainers to train and finding that I was good at it. Like a doctor has a bedside manner, I have a good stage side manner. I feel that I can relate to people and try not to bruise their ego. People get a little sensitive when you start giving them feedback on their presentation skills. So I would say that it's it was about finding my passion. I like that. I also like to ask all my guests this last question. If you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out on your journey, what would it be? Don't be afraid to stick your neck out. I, that's something that I could use today. I still have fears. I still have those voices in my head that tell me that imposter syndrome, that's still in my head. That's something that I know that a lot of folks have. It's still there, but I keep moving forward, but I need to move forward faster, quiet those voices that I've got the skills that I need to be successful. They're all there. Just shut up. <laughs> so good. So true. We all go through those moments of that imposter syndrome and all of that. I'm almost to 100,000 people over on my TikTok. And every time a video goes viral, like I'll, it used to be really bad. I get lots of nerves and just flip out. I don't want to do this. I'm just shutting it down. And there's just that fear. Like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of people. And at the end of the day, most people just aren't thinking about you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Like even yeah. if they follow you, oh, I, they'll ever once in a while, I haven't seen your videos forever. Like <laughs> they're off in somebody else's world. And I think sometimes we put ourselves, put way too much pressure on our, at least I do. I, I can relate with what you're saying. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Such a good reminder. David, if there are people that are listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you? Best way. One of two ways. One is through LinkedIn. If you look up my name, David Dorier, D-O-E-R-I-E-R, -E I should be the only one that you come across. The other Doriers you may find are my brothers and sisters on there. So LinkedIn, every day I'm posting a presentation skills tip or through my website, presentyourwaytosuccess.com. You can click on a free 30-minute coaching session. I'm not going to be trying to sell you. It's going to be one-on-one -on -one with us. It's all about you. It's all about coaching. If you want to take it to a next step, we can talk about that. But my website, presentyourwaytosuccess.com, and definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Perfect. And I'll put all your links down below as well. David, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you so much, Amy. Have a great day. Yes. And if you're listening and you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can visit a call to thrive.com.